and welcome to Straight Up Hollywood. As you know, this is the podcast that takes you backstage and behind the scenes of your favorite shows and movies. Today, we're focusing on the shows part of our program in our 2018 TV preview. I think technically we said our last podcast was recorded, was our last show recorded in 2017. That may not have been entirely correct as we are recording this in 2017, but we're talking about shows that don't come out until 2018. So technically, maybe we're okay, Bill. Bonus episode. <laughs> Bonus, yes. Let's yeah, let's frame it that way. Bonus episode. Yeah, so as you might have noticed, I'm Carly Malbaum, USA Today entertainment writer here with... Uh, Bill Kevney. I cover TV for USA Today. And it's just the two of us today, uh, yeah, talking TV, Bill's Beat, because we have some uh, interviews, some previews of shows that might be popular in January. The winter season gets off really fast starting January 1st. Yeah. And, literally and, the first day of the year. And then there's stuff every up, day. Up so it running. really, if things on TV have seemed slow, and it's not as bad these days because of Netflix and streaming stuff, but there's all sorts of new stuff coming in January. So we call this show Straight Up Hollywood because we give you entertainment news straight up, and usually we take our alcohol that way when we drink, which hasn't been much lately because we just have so much sugar instead. What are we eating today? We have a... Uh... We have candy and cookies and brownies. Leftover Christmas goodies. And we shouldn't be eating them. Or I shouldn't be eating them. We just them. cannot stop. But you also got a package of, like, workout gear, so. Yes. Yeah, so that's, <laughs> For some I guess, fitness show that's a out. January thing, too. <laughs> so we got all that. So cheers, Bill. Cheers, Carly. So the show I want to talk about is The Bachelor. It is the 22nd season of the reality dating show on ABC. Uh, yeah, it's still going. The show still exists. Um, the last season was The Bachelorette with Rachel Lindsay, a contestant that many people loved and then ultimately didn't really like her season that much. They didn't um, like her choice. Wasn't that part of it? Yeah, part of it was they didn't like her choice. They People seemed to like the runner-up from her season, this guy, Peter. And the thought was, oh, well, Peter will be the next Bachelor. Bill, he was not. <laughs> Surprise, boom. Surprise. He was not the next Bachelor. Instead, uh, our next Bachelor is this guy, Ari Leyendijk Jr. And if his name sounds familiar to you, it's either because you're an Indy 500 fan or you watched The Bachelor like five years ago when he was on the show. Guess which I am. Uh, bachelor fan? Uh. <laughs> Oh, and also, you probably know his father, Bill. I knew his father's like name, yeah. Champion race car driver. Indy 500 winner. Yes. A couple times. Twice, I believe. Um, but Ari, really nice guy, but when it was announced that he was the new Bachelor, uh, Twitter didn't seem to love that idea. Uh, there was a lot of uh, messages about who is he, like, we don't know him, we don't like him. And then a few people saying, actually, I watched the season that was Emily Maynard's season eight, and I did like him. He was known as the, quote, kissing bandit on that season <laughs> because they had a very physical relationship on camera. Um, and I wonder I, if the statute of limitations is up. <laughs> so he didn't actually talk so much on that season. So even if you did know him on the show, maybe you didn't even know him that well. Well, I talked to Ari, and he's very okay with people not knowing who he is. In fact, he kind of says he loves that he's going to reintroduce himself to Bachelor Nation. Here's what he says about his, like, semi 
anonymity on the show. It gives uh, me an opportunity to reintroduce myself. Right. Uh, for the women here, a lot of them didn't watch my season, so mm. we're building relationships more organically. And I love not going in with um, you know, a preconceived notion of who I am. Uh, and then on Emily's season, you know, there was such a physical connection that yeah. I didn't talk much because we were kissing <laughs> a lot. Right. Right. <laughs> so, you know, um, hopefully this gives um, you know, people an opportunity to see a different side of me. And, and I love it. So I did talk to him. And I also had the opportunity to talk to a few contestants on his season. So a few of the women vying for his heart. And I was very curious to ask them about if they were surprised that he was The Bachelor, because clearly on Twitter, us people watching at home seem very surprised. Here you are, someone who signed up for the show. I was like, who did you think was going to be Bachelor? And the uh, response most people had was Peter. I thought it was going to be Peter. Someone was even like, I totally had a crush on Peter. I loved his gap tooth. Like, I loved he had like a little gray in his hair. Um, but of course, you know, they're talking to me about Ari. So they're like, oh, but you know, I'm happy it's Ari. But they, yeah, they sign up. They have no idea who it's going to be, right? Right. What people might not realize right. is uh, if you're a contestant on The Bachelor, you sign up without knowing who your guy is that you're competing for. So you just have to go with it and just say, like, maybe I'll learn to love him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they talk about exploring our relationship. And you talked to them a while ago because don't they, this is all filmed in right, advance, right? right? This, yeah, this is taped a while ago and then it starts airing January 1st. Uh, New fresh Year's Day, fresh fresh start for a new year, a new bachelor. and Yes. But here's something interesting Ari told me about uh, his experience now, how it's being impacted by his experience as a contestant. He said that when he was on the show, he took notes about what happens the whole time. And so before becoming The Bachelor and before getting into that role, he went back over his journal that he took and... He's using that to inform how he treats the women on his show because he said when he was with Emily, who was then the Bachelorette, there were certain things he wanted from her, certain reassurances that he didn't get, and so he wants to make sure. Well, here's what he said about learning from his notes. Yeah, you know, the, the great thing is that I, did, I wrote everything down back then oh, in, a, in a journal, and so I sort of reread that and and saw what I what I sort of yearn from her you know mm -hmm. she I always wanted reassurance so I, you know the, the women that I feel I have a really strong connection with I'm just making sure that I'm very present with them and making them feel as comfortable as possible because this is you know a high stress situation that uh, sounds like he's studying he's yeah. a student of the bachelor <laughs> he's a bachelor student um, does he have a degree <laughs> A B.H.D. <laughs> oh, I like that. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, Bachelor students out there. So I wonder, like, tweet us. Let us know what you think of Ari as The Bachelor. I think initially, as we said, there was negative reaction. But, I mean, in person, he's a very charming, attractive man. Well, Maybe he'll win people over. That's like first impressions once removed because you, you haven't even met him. And you're only meeting this guy on TV. But... I assume in the first episode, people will have a much better idea of who he is. And people also change a lot over five years. Uh, so maybe he's not quite the same guy he was five years ago. But I will leave Bachelor fans with this. Uh, Ari says he knows people don't know him yet. He knows he's not the typical Bachelor. Here's how he described himself. I'm not your typical Bachelor. You know what I mean? I, f I feel a little bit more established in my life. Um, 
you know, I might not have like a six pack and I got some gray hair, but, um, <laughs> but I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, I feel like, I feel like I deserve this, you know, and, I, and, uh, I feel like... and I'm, I'm happy I'm here. That's Good your for bachelor update. Yay, older guy. Yay, older guy, <laughs> meaning 29, 20-something-year-olds, uh, January 1st. <laughs> okay, now let's switch gears and talk about a different show, a different network. There's a Fox show coming out called L.A. to Vegas. And, Bill, before I toss this to you, I think we should let our listeners hear part of the trailer for this series. Good afternoon, everyone. I'd like to welcome you on Jackpot Airlines Flight 1610, service to Lost Wages. Why aren't you laughing? I've already like 1,200 times. Ronnie! Artem, what's the problem? There's a baby man sitting in my seat. If I sit here, I lose. If I sit here, I win. Anybody sitting next to an unoccupied seat and is willing to move gets free beer. You! Not you. All right, gentlemen, it's time to get high. And also fly this old bird. Just a little captain's joke. I never get high when I'm flying unless I mistime the edible. So, Bill, I know you talked to some people from the show. Can you tell us just what's the premise? Okay, this premieres on the day after, January 2nd. And don't worry, we're not going to list a program for every day of the year. <laughs> it just happens these things start fast and furious. Mm -hmm. This is a comedy series uh, about a weekend uh, round-trip flight, like Friday to Sunday, from, from Los Angeles to Las Vegas on Jackpot Airlines. This is his little <laughs> rinky-dink airlines. And it's ba it's some it's almost been described kind of like cheers in the air. And it's a group of regular flyers who go there. One goes there to gamble. Another goes there, I think, to see his son. Uh, he's a professor. A, a third is a stripper. And you get paid more in Vegas, according to the character on the show. And then the, the flight crew. And it's a great cast. Uh, Dylan McDermott, who we know from The Practice, and and kind of more dramatic roles is uh, is Captain Dave, kind Seems of this funny. macho pilot. Yeah, he's he's very funny. He's kind of this kind of macho kind of bravado guy, and he's a little bit irresponsible. And he's the pilot on the flight. Um, and they they have this like regular flyers. So there's a regular cast, but then there's guest people on the flight. You know, guest stars who play other characters. So Bill, have you ever taken a the L.A. to Vegas flight in real life? I have, but not not that flight. <laughs> uh, the Lon Zimmett, the executive producer, used to do that when he was new in Hollywood to go play poker. Oh. And he talked about seeing people on the flights that he recognized coming back after going there. And one of the conceits of the show is that when you fly there on Friday night, everybody's hepped up. I'm going to win. I'm going to have the greatest weekend. <laughs> yeah. And coming back, oftentimes the feeling is a little different. For sure. I went on, I did a flight to Vegas for a bachelorette recently, and getting there, everyone's just drinking and having a good time, and you're friends with everyone. And the way back, everyone's just half asleep and sad. But it's funny, too, because I, I talked to Dylan McDermott, and he's taken the flight, and he talked a little of that. Some people do act differently when they're on a plane, mm -hmm. and this is a, what he said. It's just funny how people behave differently on planes. I don't know if it's the altitude, I don't know if it's the, the chamber, I don't know what happens, but people act differently on a plane. So people just feel like they can do anything they want on a plane. I don't know where the license comes from, but it exists. I mean, generally people have been very nice to me. So, that, you know, that's, that's the premise. It's got some great, also, uh, uh, producers behind it, Be besides Zimmet, who's worked on uh, Kimmy, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Um, 
uh, Adam McKay and Will Ferrell, who produce and write together, are executive producers. Um, you know, they've done so many uh, films and, yeah, and TV Anchorman, shows and Funny or Die. I mean, you know, so th that's really high high quality uh, um, potential. And um, Stephen Levitan, who's one of the co-creators and executive producers of Modern Family, is an executive producer and he directs a couple of episodes. Oh. So that's a great pedigree, too. Um, so it, it's a lot of talented people. Um, and it looks li it looks like it's fun. It, you know, it's kind of a workplace comedy where the workplace is is family. I was on set one day. You know, I want to ask you about that because at least in the trailer that you guys heard, a lot of it is set, of course, in the airplane, which seems like a tricky set to have that be your main set the whole time. Is that like very small? Is it mostly on an airplane? Is the show mostly on an airplane? And what does that actually look like? Well, a lot of it is. They have a airplane they have they have the airplane i actually the day i wasn't there they weren't shooting in the airplane oh, okay but they have the they do have the airplane they they say it you know it, it works well um it, it's on a sound stage they have uh also like uh the landing area i guess in 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 vegas and uh the day i was there was actually a guest starring visit by dermot mulroney it's, and it's funny because he's often people mix up the names Dylan McDermott and Dermot Mulroney, yeah. and they never they both successful actors, but they never acted before together. And yeah. this was their first time together, so that was uh, that was pretty cool having them both there. And in the scene I saw, they're actually in a baggage area, and uh, Dermot Mulroney, who will show up later in the season, plays Captain Steve, who's a slightly more successful pilot rival of Captain Dave. So there's a rivalry, and it could lead to some blows, some fighting at a certain point. Okay, it, so it's something to look forward to later and, in well, the season. One, but one other yeah. thing, one other, I, I guess, co-star is uh, Dylan McDermott's mustache. <laughs> Captain Dave has this very noticeable mustache, and he, he talked a little about that, and, and here's, here's what he said. You know, I read the script, and it's immediately as I was reading it, the mustache started to grow. Because I knew that this guy had to have a mustache. Because if you look at a lot of pilots, they do have mustaches. And I think everybody was uneasy about it at first. They were like, oh, mustache, you know, are you sure? And I don't know. You know, it's, you know, it's, is, it, is it porny? Is it, is it weird? Is it, you know, whatever. But I think that for me, I knew that I had to change the way I looked somehow, especially for Dave. I wanted to give him a, a strangeness about him. So it was important for me to... to go this way. The mustaches are so out of date, you know, people don't really have them anymore. So to bring it back, I thought was the perfect key for Dave. <laughs> so it's real facial hair. It's real facial hair and he thought it fit well with this kind of macho kind of guy character. Um, I've seen the first episode. I, I enjoyed it. It starts uh, Tuesday, January 2nd on Fox and, uh, it, you know, it looks like it could be some fun. Okay, so we have a show from ABC coming out, Bachelor. We have a show from Fox, LA to Vegas. Bill, tell us what else we should be on the lookout for in January. Well, on the same night, January 2nd, uh, Ellen DeGeneres has Ellen's Game of Games, which is a, a game show featuring expanded versions of, of, of games she does on her daytime show. And she's hosting. She's been producing a lot of stuff, but she's hosting. 
and that's considered a big deal because it's Ellen DeGeneres and she's mm-hmm. very popular. Um, on Wednesday that week, January third, nine one one premieres on Fox, and that's a really interesting show. It's the first procedural drama from Ryan Murphy, mm-hmm. who does like American Horror Story, American Crime Story, uh, Feud, Glee. And it's about uh, first responders, and it has this great cast of Angela Bassett as a police officer, Peter Krause as a as a firefighter paramedic, and Connie Britton as uh, the the person who's taking the nine one one calls. And and it's top flight acting. It gets into their characters. It's a little different take on a procedural, but I've seen the pilot, and I, I definitely think it's worth checking out. It's got kind of the action you'd expect mm-hmm. from one of those procedurals, but also some some deeper stuff on character um and then next week also there's the uh the blackish spinoff grownish uh starts on uh freeform with uh yara shahidi so that's if you're a fan of of blackish and even if you're not that that's probably worth checking out and this is this follows her in college is that right yes yes and i haven't seen it but uh it could be she's appealing on the yeah on blackish so i would assume she would be on this show, there's another music show that premieres Thursday called The Four on Fox, and it's... Another singing reality competition? Yes, but it's a little <laughs> different. They basically uh-huh. pick their top four singers at the begin. They, uh, so they, they pick them before the show shows up, okay. and the show launches with what they consider to be the fo- top four singers from all the, these auditions and searches they've done, and then... Um, people challenge them to try to take away their seats. And I consider it, I don't know if you're a Seinfeld fan, there was an episode where they decided to make muffin tops, but not the rest of the muffin. Yes. So I consider the four (laughs) to be kind of the muffin top. It's just the tasty part of getting rid of all those other singers. (laughs) The judges include Sean Combs, DJ Khaled, uh, Megan Trainer, and and Fergie hosts it. So that's on... On Thursday, uh, Nashville starts next week. Uh, you know that's back for another season without Connie Britton. Oh, because um, she's on nine one one. Yes, and uh, and then on January seventh, uh, the Shy premieres on Showtime, and that's a new show produced and written by Lena Waithe, who uh, oh. was a co-st- uh, co-star Emmy and Emmy winning Emmy-winning writer on Master of None. So that's a that's a pretty big deal. Star Trek Discovery comes back. The following week, This Is Us comes back. That's always a big deal. And um, th- there's more the, that week or on the 16th, there's a show on CW called Black Lightning. Okay. And it features the first uh, he, he, that character was the first African-American superhero uh, in D.C. with a standalone comic. So that's a big deal. January 17th, uh, Murphy's other American crime story comes back on Johnny Versace. So it goes it goes on and on and on. Right. So, yeah, there is a list of a bunch of shows, but. And yeah. we and we will also on January fourth, mm-hmm. the Television Critics Association semiannual TV press tour starts, and that will go over a lot of winter shows. So, so, so get ready for more. So in coming weeks, <laughs> I'll have a lot more details about about more shows coming up. But there will be a lot of interesting things. Right. So just a quick recap of all those shows you just said. A quick recap of some of them. We have a spin-off of Blackish called Grownish on mm-hmm. the CW. Uh, Ryan Murphy has two shows. One's brand new 911. The other one's another American crime story. Um, what were some other highlights? We've got uh, the the Black Lightning, the new superhero DC on Comics CW. Show. We've got uh, 
Ellen's Game of Games. If you like, if you like game shows, and especially if you like Ellen DeGeneres, most people like one or the other, right. probably both. Another and singing competition show that's like the muffin top of <laughs> of singing competitions. And later <laughs> we've got a Planet Earth, the uh, Blue Planet Two, another a look at the oceans uh, uh, later in the month. Uh, so it's it, well, it's Plenty a lot of, of great TV. stuff. I mean, it's January. It might be really cold out where you live. Maybe you don't want to go outside. You have plenty of TV to watch uh, at the start of the month. And then Bill will report back from the TCAs on what is worth tuning into week after week. On my hazardous field duty to the <laughs> Langham Hotel in Pasadena. Not really. Yeah, that's where the uh, TCAs take place, that press tour takes place. But we'll have more on that. Um, but that's all we have for this week. Next week... Well, That's probably, enough. Yeah, I think that was a lot to a lot for one episode. But um, we do have the Golden Globe Awards coming, so we'll have some news from the award show, and we'll have uh, more TV updates. Stay tuned. That has been Straight Up Hollywood. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review us, tell your friends. We really appreciate it. It helps the show. And we'll see you next week. Bye.